When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothband back in the chair. And Manchester City are top of the Premier League. They're hitting form just at the right time. They've won 11 of their last 12 matches with an aggregate score, I think, if I worked it out proper. I think it's 45-5. Their latest match at the Etihad was against Chelsea who they demoralised emphatically 6-0. Joining me to discuss that and much more, I have two guests. MCF pragmatist and occupier of a bright, clean, sky-blue seat in the East End. It is my good friend. Welcome to Nick Goldstone. Hi, Nigel. And every City Sands favourite, it's Lisa Rabinovitz. Hello. The Man City Show is back for the season by Ladbrooks. Go to bet.citypodcast.net for all the latest odds and offers. Uh... We have a, a new rule for the podcast, just so I'll let you know. Uh, I've decided unilaterally uh, that we are not going to mention the Red Scouse Bastards at any point during this podcast. See how you get on with that one. Why should we? We are the best team in the league. We've got the best players. We're playing the best football. We've got the best manager on the planet. Let's talk about us and us alone, the champions, the centurions, Manchester City FC. There will be a forfeit for anybody who mentions the Red Scouts bastards at any point beyond now. So good luck with that one, both of you. What's the forfeit? I shall decide, because you, you won't Extra mention it. ten them. minutes on the podcast. Uh, you might be invited back next week for three <laughs> weeks on the trot, Nick, maybe. That might be uh, the worst punishment you Oof. could possibly get. Um, listen, where do we start? Should we actually start, before we get on to the fantastic point, should we just talk about Everton? Because we do have got to... We've got to think about that as well. That was a... Sign of champions, going away at Everton, difficult fixture, scoring late in the first half, scoring late in the second half. But it was like winning dirty. You've got to win those games like that, grind out a result. And that's what champions are made of, isn't it? Yeah, it was, um, it was a really tough game, actually. I thought Everton played well. And whilst in recent weeks we've had cause to complain about City not necessarily turning up at times... I thought they did really well in that game. Uh, they battled hard. And we would have had no excuses um, had we not won. Um, Everton, were, Everton were good. I mean, they, they really went for it. I thought they played really well first half. thought they might just take their foot off the gas a little bit, having proved a point after half-time. Um, Laporte gave a great impression of Edin Dzeko reincarnated just before half-time with that magnificent header. Cracking header, great and, header. And that's how you win those games. And then we were resolute throughout until the, the very end and nipped in with the, the final goal at the end. Not vintage City, Lisa, not vintage City, but, no. but an important result. We needed to keep winning. Absolutely. I mean, it was a lot more difficult to watch than some of the other games, particularly another one we're going to talk about soon. Um it, yeah, it was it was tough to watch, and and I think the nerves watching that were shredded um, because especially I mean it was 
it was obviously, as everyone says, a great time to score the first goal. Um, but at 1-0, you're always concerned. And I think you could see everyone's... Re- I know it was during the 97th minute when Jesus scored that goal, but I think everyone was just so relieved. The players, the manager, everybody... And, and why, why, why were we so nervous? What was it about the performance? The, 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 is it, as Nick says, or was it because Everton think, sort of found us, not found us out, but Everton actually, you have to give them credit for the way they played? I think you do have to give Everton some credit, although I don't know why they decided to play against us. They're not playing against anybody else particularly well. Yeah. But yes, they, they do deserve some credit. So it's not just as simple as... It's, it's not like the Newcastle match where we were terrible. Um, but it... it I think obviously for everyone, the players aren't aren't stupid. They know one nil is a bit more precarious than four nil, <laughs> and um, and it's and it's an incredibly important. We pretty much have to win every game. So you know, just I know it was the ninety seventh minute. There probably wasn't anything else that was going to happen in that after that attack, but it was still great to get that second goal. Am I the only one who didn't understand why there was that much injury time? Well, Laporte was on the floor for a long time. He got not he got knocked out quite early on in the first. He he had a collision with an Everton player. I, th- I can't remember who it was. Oh, first who, half or who, second half? In the second half, yeah. and got and and he was he was on the floor for. I I I thought it was going to be at least seven minutes because he was down for probably about five. I have to say I wasn't at the game. I was watching on a very dodgy feed, As which uh, which didn't help very much, and it was uh, not ideal. And uh, I kept losing it. So uh, you may well be right. Yeah, I, I was aware that he'd been knocked out. So yeah. to speak, before I actually saw it, and then when it came, when my feed came back on, it didn't look great. I actually thought they were going to have to take him off because yeah. they were doing. Lo- I mean, it was a head injury essentially, so they were doing lots of checks before they could be sure that he could carry on. But that's why there was so much time. I don't know. It, it was a very tense night, and I have no recollection of that whatsoever. Maybe I maybe I took a knock to the head at some point <laughs> during the game. It'll be the tension. It'll be the nerves. And everything yeah, else. that or the whiskey. Exactly. So listen. So we we turn up at the Etihad at the weekend against a side who are, to be fair, pushing for a top four slot with with a new manager, with a new signing, um, and a, and an ex Evertonian in their ranks, an ex Evertonian, Ross Barkley, who loves to usually loves to play against us. He does, and he started, didn't he, for them as well? Yeah. Um, but I, I, I certainly like the look of uh, the new signing. Um, Higuain, I think is how you pronounce his name. Um, and obviously him and Hazard, and they had some stars out. So it was. Uh, so let's talk about the selection first, Lisa, because, you know, I don't think Pep has had the same starting line as it's for 70 games or something like that, I read somewhere. So, you know, he, he's going to shuffle his pack. We're in these four competitions. He can afford to do that with quality across the, in every position, pretty much. So I suppose the surprise probably was Zinchenko, I would have thought, was the yeah. one that surprised everybody because he's used um, uh, Fernand. Dino in the back four, Laporte, he's had it left back, uh, he's had Danilo there, and of course suddenly Zinchenko's name pops up. Um, yeah. So your thoughts on that first of all, well come on, the fact I he had the most fantastic game, I thought probably his best game in a yeah. City show, but in terms of selection, how, how did you read that? And I was a little bit concerned, if I'm being honest, I think most people were, because he's a, I think he's a decent footballer, Zinchenko, but as a, from a defensive perspective, I was I was frightened because as you've just pointed out they have some very good attacking players yep. um 
so I, I was a little bit concerned, but, you know, none of us are Pep Guardiola and there's clearly a good reason. And also we had the sort of pairing of uh, Otamendi was rested, if you like, or rotated is probably the best way of putting it. We had Stones and uh, Laporte as kind of probably, if I had my choice, my ideal centre-back pairing. So I was pleased to see them. Walker, I guess we haven't got much choice really at right-back, have we, at the moment? So he, here's our first choice. So, so your thoughts then, Nick, about sort of the, the back four, first of all, particularly with the Zinchenko selection? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't um, overly concerned before the game because I was quite confident for some reason. I did think we were going to win. I didn't obviously expect it to turn out as it did, but I was pretty confident we'd win. Um, Zinchenko, he's got rave reviews from almost everyone after that game. And he did play well, but he's he's not quite as... Um, he's not quite as good on the ball as others in the team. He always looks to me like he's on the very edge of control and will often just about manage to hold on to it when he could have lost the ball in quite a dangerous situation. Uh, but he's a great player and he's going to continue to develop. I think it's it's probably likely that he won't end up as a left-back in the longer term, which is a little bit of a shame in some ways that he's having to go through this learning process now, which might not do him that many favours if he does make a a rick or two along the way, which I'm sure he will. Um, But no, I mean, the game was over so quickly on at the weekend that it almost you know it was over before it began so before he was we never under before, a great deal of pressure before we get into the game itself but, yeah. I, I, I thought I think you do him a disservice I, th- I thought he had a very good game I thought he looked he all, looked uh, in control I thought he looked up for it he really seemed really quite pumped I thought as well I, I thought I thought yeah. I don't think you may be giving the lad the credit he deserves if, if, if I can yeah well as I said I thought he did have a decent game but he always looks quite um, susceptible to a to having the ball nicked off him. That's he's, a, so he's a midfielder, if, isn't he? He's, he's, say, he's, trying to, he's trying to learn his trade as a, as, as a fullback, I'm, isn't he? I suppose. I'm more nervous when he's got the ball okay. when we're passing it around at the bat than, than others in our bat four. But okay. yeah, as a centre back pairing, Laporte and um, Stones are always almost always excellent. They were very very good indeed this week. And what about the father and son sort of rotation? So um, Bernardo took the place of his dad. David, didn't he? So, so David had a bit of a rest, um, and and the boy Bernardo started, and and he's he's having a good season, isn't he? And uh, I'm not I'm not too concerned about that at the moment. The, that that rotation that works for me, and then obviously there's the Sane Sterling choice as well, and you kind know, of Sterling's on a rich vein of form as well. So so it was really for me it was only the Zinchenko selection, and and the rest of the rotation all kind of made sense to me. Would would you agree with that? Is that about right? Yeah, David Silva, I guess, would have been the uh, the other major sort of question mark before the game in terms of the lineup that he wasn't starting, but. To be honest, he's going through a bit of a patch of not having quite the level of control in games that we're used to. I mean, Everton being a good case in point on that, I think. I mean, yeah. probably one of the reasons why we didn't control that game as well as we normally do was because he didn't really seem to have much of um, a, an impact. So, you know, I personally thought that was probably going to start happening a couple of years ago. And last year he was a, a machine. Yeah. under incredibly hard uh, personal um, issues as well. Um, he's been brilliant for most of this year, but in the last few weeks he has just run out of puff. Um, and Bernardo 
is just an unbelievable replacement. Um, and he's looking like he's going to be a, um, a replica, actually. Uh, and he will hopefully be um, the, uh, the centre of our team for many, many years to come. The other one, at least, I mean, you may have some comments on what Nick's just said, but the other one, of course, is Gundogan, who has come in for some criticism, uh, but you have to say, I mean, very few of them had poor games, of course. Uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll come on to that. But, but Gundogan, particularly, I think, stood out, as took his goal brilliantly, but, but also had a very good game as well, controlled things in the midfield. Yeah, he was great. I mean, really, I guess, not like for like, but he was more taking Silva's place, whereas Bernardo was on, on, out on the wing. Yeah. Um, because there have been times when you have both father and son silver yeah. on the pitch um but i think gundawan is is well worth his place and deserves to keep her um he's he's been playing very well um you know it's there's a couple of players who some of our fans just it's like i know you, people turn around to me and say well you have a go at mendy and Kolarov," but people I have, I have, but I have good reason for that. Whereas with with Gundogan, I'm not really sure I can, you know, I'm not really sure I can see the good reason for that. Um, and the only, yeah, the only thing I would say is, I know you said before Walker, we don't really have another option, but we do because he could play Danilo. He could. And I think that when Danilo has played at right back, I feel far more comfortable with him there than Walker. Yeah. But um, look. I, I honestly, I know we'll come on to this, cannot criticise any of them from yesterday. It, it, I suppose you talk about criticising me, there's a guy who sits behind me, uh, who, and there's always one, isn't there? And, and he doesn't like a particular player, who I thought actually was a man of the match. Uh, and not Aguero. I'm not a great fan of this three goals and, and, and therefore he automatically becomes a man of the match. I've, no, I've said that many times on, on the pod before. Great game. Aguero was fantastic. But I have to say that Raheem Sterling was absolutely fantastic. I think he had his probably his best game for City. And the guy, stuck, every time he loses the ball, and, you know, wingers will run at defenders and, and maybe run it out play or just the first touch isn't good enough. In 90 minutes, they're not going to take the defender on and beat them every single time, but he takes the opportunity. And, of course, I've now started to sort of, every time he passes well, always be, oh, and I was, by the end of it, I was saying, man, well played, man of the match, Sterling. You know, he kind of... <laughs> Had that, that added to his name, and I think he must I'm have sure left. Sure, he enjoys having you. Sir. Well, I, th- I was. I think he might have left twenty minutes before the end because he either went very, very quiet, or I think he might even have got so pissed off he left the ground. Sorry if you're listening. Yeah, exactly. Um. You, you know who I am. Uh, so yeah, I mean Sterling, I think for me stood out. He was uh, outstanding, he... and really, he's playing on the wrong side in inverted commas. A lot, a lot of people would prefer to see him on the right, but my goodness, what I mean, it just goes to show you what the right attitude and and working with a coach like Guardiola, and I'm sure it's not just Guardiola, um, can do for a player. But it's a lot of it is his own attitude towards it. He, you know, he's even still saying today, oh, well, I'm not there yet. Yeah. Well, that's great. I mean, and I think you, you, you watch Guardiola, we were 4-0 up and he's going absolutely mental yeah. on the sideline. And I actually thought, you know what, I might just watch Guardiola for the rest of the match <laughs> because he was... He just wasn't happy, and and that's the that's the kind of mentality. You're never going to be. No one will ever be perfect, and you can always do things better. and And it looks like Sterling is taking that attitude on, and that's great. And talking about improving players, and we'll come we'll come on to Aguero now. Who you know, his, his goal scoring record. You know, he's, he's broken more records, and I, I don't even need to list them all. All all City fans will know that the records that he's broken again more this weekend, but. 
Pep has improved him as a footballer as well. There's no question, Nick, that he's tracking back and his, his work rate, his, his goal scoring has never been in doubt, but he, he is working harder for the team now and is a better player for it, isn't he, as well? Yeah, he definitely is. He's far more involved. He's a bit more of a number 10 than a number 9 these days, uh, but he's still managing to keep the goals going in as well. Uh, he's all he's he's always been my favourite player. I've, I said that last week, but he's he's awesome. Nothing's um, changed then with a, with a no, nothing's changed. No, he doesn't like him anymore. That, he that missed goal. that sitter, and that it was, was a, it. You it know. was an I was there for that goal uh, moment. It was absolutely glorious. Um, what, what about the what about the, the sitter he missed then? Let's talk about. I don't it. remember. <laughs> <laughs> he was about a yard out, and he and he, and he hit it wide. Guardiola, when he missed that one, God, he was banging the floor with rage. Yeah, it was quite an amazing, bizarre moment, amazing moment. And then we were all sat there thinking, God, if we don't win this after that, oof. Well, you, you know, do another, it one nil. Another do, early goal and exactly. we missed the chance to re- almost wrap it up. Exactly. But then he comes out with that. I mean, it was, really was and I was there for that goal moment. It was fantastic. Really fantastic. Wonderful. Oh, uh, go on. So I was just going to say Raheem Sterling. Uh, I, I agree. I thought he had his probably his best match for us ever. Um, but, ri- but, you know, it was all down for me to the fact that he got the chance and he took the chance to run at mm. a defender yep. and outrun, use his pace, not just turn, check back and pass inside, whatever. Take the guy on, use his pace, put the afterburners on and um, just destroyed Aspilicueta. I mean, Aspilicueta came out and apologised to the fans after the game. Yep. He probably spent last night curled up in a ball, gently... <laughs> In a, darkened, himself, in a darkened room. Crying to himself after what happened to him. Sure. I mean, the, the penalty was so, you know, you're just waiting for that to happen. It was fantastic. But he scored two. He, he made one. He, he got the penalty. Oh, I mean, he deserved it, it, himself. It, it, he was did. superb. He was fantastic. Um, so, in terms of... Oh, just one other thing, just on Aguero before we move on. So, I think it's, it's one of the records. It's 11 Premier League hat-tricks equal now with uh, the great Alan Shearer. Um is he the greatest? You know, we may as well do this. Everybody else is doing it, so why don't we? Is he the greatest Premier League striker? Well, who knows? It's a difficult one to answer that, but he's certainly one of the greatest, and he's very, very near the top. The great Richard Dunn, I think it was, said. So he's great. Yes. So Richard Dunn's great, then is he? Yeah, he's not as good as Aguero. Okay, but the, 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 great, the great me, in terms Richard of player Dunn. of the year, he's got the record number yeah. player of the year. So Manchester, he's City. got more own goals than anybody else. He has yeah. indeed, and more red cards, I think, than anybody else as well. So the great Richard the, the, Dunn. That's how bad things were. <laughs> I think com, com, he said of, of Aguero, which I think was quite good. He said he's got the strength of Shearer and the pace of Henri, which I thought was actually quite a good way of describing him. It's not a bad trio, is it? That. You have them in your in your front three. Wouldn't yeah. be a bad. Wouldn't be a bad starting. Lisa, your your thoughts on Aguero? It's just uh, the the thing that I find quite fascinating, and I know we're saying that Pep has improved him, which he has. It coincides with everyone else talking about him a bit more. Yeah. Um, which I think is a, actually appalling that it takes that because he's still proven since he's since he came to City to be a 
a great goal scorer and you know has has done lots for City before Pep came along. But it does goes to sh- just goes to show you that all of a sudden it's almost like nobody noticed him for a few seasons, and all of a sudden they're going, "Oh, it's really quite incredible how last season was the first time he was in the team of the year." Exactly. Like, it is quite incredible, and how are you only just noticing that? I've asked this before, and I've just been thinking about this that you think of the Colin Bell stand. Um, there aren't any statues around the Etta. There's the Joe Mercer mosaic, isn't there? I think um, at one point, but we don't actually have any. Is there an argument to say? I mean, he's not finished yet. Of course, he could he could well do another season or two potentially and, and keep scorings. But whatever happens, I hope at least he does one more. Well, well <laughs> indeed, you know, you know what I'm saying. So he's not even finished yet. The, the sort of you think of what they've done to Yaya and the people who've left recently, and Joe Hart and the training grounds named after them, and the life lifelong season cards and, and, and the big send-offs on the pitch and all that sort of stuff, which is, amazing, which is quite right and, and it's great and we get the opportunity to say farewell to these legends. But this guy is clearly head and shoulders and, and it's the goals he scored. You know, you will never, ever, ever... It brings tear to my eyes when I think of that QPR goal. It's just that that is one of the greatest moments of my life and will live with me forever. So it's not just the fact that he's, he's, he's scored that many goals, it's the sort of goals and, and, and in the era where we've won stuff... What 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 things could they do for him? I mean, a statue is obvious. It could be the ninety three twenty stand or something like that, or the Aguero stand. What are your thoughts, Nick? Well, I, I mean, there's very reasonable arguments for one or two other players, mm-hmm. uh, as well as Aguero. David Silva being the one that's most mentioned on this podcast. But, uh, uh, um, I've been. Uh, very clear what my opinion is. I think there's something iconic about a striker and the records, the most number of goals. That's uh, that's just the way it is. When you're a striker, you get to to break those kinds of records, where other players don't. Um, and I think as much as Colin Bell was for your generation, Nigel Aguero is for mine. <laughs> there'll be hopefully others who come along in the future for for younger supporters uh, but Aguero's the man for me for this generation they've already got a 93-20 bar, bar <laughs> yeah. which I guess is not quite dedicated to him no. but the moment itself uh, they sh- I'm sure they will do something I'm not I'm not necessarily a fan of a statue but you know actually it'd be quite nice if there was one You'd like a statue, wouldn't you? They should do a statue of Aguero, Silva and company. The there you go. When, when all three have gone, yeah. like, which I hope will be a while, yeah, at least another couple of seasons. Yeah, because I think the three of them represent... I know that Zab- Zabaleta, you, but you know he ran out of steam a bit earlier, yeah. although company, you could argue. Um, but I think what company has done as a, as a captain, I know what Nick's saying, you know, a striker will always... It, nine, nine times out of ten, they'll win player. A striker's going to win player. Someone who scores goals is going to win player of the year. They're going to win um, player of the season at most clubs, apart from us when we were so awful <laughs> that it was a defender who scores own goals and got mm-hmm. sent off all the time. No, I loved Richard Dunn. Um, but I think that company, the leadership he he has brought, a, I mean, we still haven't replaced it. There's still some way to go I there. don't like this cap- the captain's armband being swapped around uh, the players as players well, go on and I off. Mean, and he, 
you know, you know, I suppose some people shout to me that Fernandinho should probably be in that group as well. But I think the no. thing is, the others have been there for the yeah, whole time, absolutely. and I, I just think that those three are I like, like the, really I represent. I like the idea of that. I okay, do like good. that. I'm I would, glad. Shall I start that a petition? Would, that I, I would, I would support you, Lisa. That would get that would get me going. That that would get me. You know how emotional I am. Yeah, it doesn't take much. But to have talk, those three, imagine that. I you, think that's a great idea. You talk about that Aguero, obviously the Aguero moment, bringing you to tears. That. Goalie, that first goal he scored on against Chelsea. Everyone around the reaction of everyone around. So what would I be, nearly cried at so that? So would it be Aguero? It would it be Aguero swirling his shirt around his head? Would it be company celebrating his goal against Stretford? Yeah, presumably. And David Silva, presumably ruffling with, his hair. Hair, with, it, yeah, with ruffling his hair, doing obviously with hair. He'd have to have it with. It's only one season as he had his implants growing back, the, so he would. He, he, <laughs> he's he, got he, the famous hair ruffle. It's got to be so a hair ruffle, a, 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 a celebration against Stretford, and, and, and the Aguero goal. That'll do me. Yeah, I'm going to just think about that for a minute while we have a break. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Welcome back. Let's just finish uh, talking about the 6-0 drubbing of Chelsea. And, and I suppose it's difficult to pick anybody to have a great game, but, but Aguero, Aguero, Aguero was fantastic. We've done that. He's still on my mind. I'm still thinking of that statue. Uh, I suppose KDB is still on his way back, isn't he? And not quite up to his best. He didn't have a bad game, but he, you can see he's not quite there, is he? He's definitely not quite there. It will, but I mean, it wasn't terrible. I've seen him far worse, but and and also you could see that Pep wasn't horrified by his performance because he gave him a hand slap or whatever you want when, when he when he came off. He didn't walk to the other side of the dugout and completely ignore him, which he would do if he was really annoyed with him. So and yeah, he did do a couple of pretty stupid things. But, he gave the ball away a couple of times, yeah. and but he's, he's, but finding, he's his way back. finding his way back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a little bit fortunate that most of what anyone did that wasn't particularly good didn't really matter um but he's still clearly not back to where he was last year um maybe there's a little bit of cause for concern about just how long it's taking to get him back to where we expect him to be but our expectations are unbelievably high uh and you know we just want him to get somewhere close to where he was last year at around about the right time in the season. The problem is that that is fast approaching. Just before we move on from the Chelsea game, though, I think it it is worth just mentioning one final time that we beat Chelsea 6-0. I mean, we're a bit inured to results like that these days, but that is a pretty monumental result in uh, the game in this country. Uh, And we should just not forget... uh, days like that because they don't necessarily come around that often and you never know when it might happen again well said sir thank you can we talk about your friend benjamin mendy i I have to say i'm not particularly close to this but i'm conscious that there was some tweet about him being in parts foreign uh somebody mentioning it to pep in a press conference and not being very happy what what, what's the latest i know you're a big mate of his lisa and and you you follow him so day and night what's what's going on with mendy then Honestly, I'm, I'm I'm losing track of what's going on with Mendy, but wasn't in the it, squad again, was he? No, well, he's clearly not, still not fit. Um, he he played how long did he play? Not very long, and it didn't agree with him. Um, we've got a problem there because 
I don't, and it's very difficult to know whether he actually just is very, very injury prone and struggling to get back to fitness or not taking it seriously enough, which it's starting to look like that might be a part of it, which is more concerning. How, well, how I don't know, both I, parts are concerning, but I, I've, you know my thoughts about Mendy anyway. That's so. what I'm with you. But how can that be with a young man like that who's been given the chance to work at Manchester City with under Pep? Uh, the Centurions, the champions, as I've said, still in four competitions, and he's not taking it seriously. How can Look, that be? perhaps he is, and everyone's just getting way too caught up in the rest of it, and it's not fair to judge him. You know, people can be taking things very seriously and also have time to have a different side to them, yeah. but I think he needs to be careful with what that looks like because it, it can come, even if he is taking everything else very seriously, he can start getting a lot of flack, which won't help. Yep. So I, I think they just need to reel him in a little. Is he a, is he a long? Does he have a long term future at City, or do you think actually this whole social media bit and the injuries, all of that combined, and, and the bit of tension between him and Pep, does it mean that probably he's not our long term? Uh, well, you know, you don't miss what you never had. So in a sense, I'm not desperately upset about it because we ne- he never really you know he never really got started in the first place and from what we have seen of him we've always had one or two suspicions about his ability to to defend um I, yeah, it's a little bit understandable that after what he's had to go through over what 18 months plus now um that a he might have lost a bit of the focus that he sh- he should have and b that regardless of whether he has or not the social media presence that he built up himself was always going to come crashing down around him at some point when things went a bit pear-shaped so I suspect there's a it's a combination of all of those things I've had it on reasonably good advice from a, a medic or two that the fact that he's not getting over the problem that he's got with his knee is is a very bad sign for what's where he's going to be over the you know into the future in terms of a recovery um but look, you know, we're fairly fortunate in the sense that if he's knackered, then we're just going to go and buy somebody else. Sure. No, so it's got, a great you, shame for him personally. Yeah. yeah. I think you have to... I mean, he is still very young and it is very difficult. Like, you watch any... When they follow any player who's had a major injury, much older players, it's very tough. It's a very, it's lonely. Sure. Um, and so I, 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 I don't think it's like, oh, let's all have a go at Mendy. I think that's not... That's unfair because it's really difficult and he's now he's had two... you know two seasons like this but from a city perspective I think you know he's clearly not going to be someone we can rely on and given that he is so young I think the difference with company is kind of coming towards the end of his career so can you get a few games out of him a season and you've got other players it's fine but with Mendy I think he was expected to be our number one left back well he was if you remember at the start of the season it was meant to be like a new remember we talked about it like a new signing we talked about it the whole time didn't we having Mm. had the injury problems he'd had the previous season it just hasn't worked out for that and of course it it is sad and we listen we wish him well and I hope he can get that balance right between being seen as a serious contender fighting for his place back fighting for his fitness but it seems to be that it's the social media stuff and and the pranks and stuff seem to be taking uh, taking uh, precedent what is it? Is it 20, 26 months till August. He might be back beginning of next season, and might be. It'll all be. It'll all be um, back to square one, and he's got a new 
chance to shine again. We've got a bit of a, a break in the league now. Um, we play uh, Newport at the weekend. I think it's a five thirty kickoff on uh, on Saturday. Um, so we've got we've got them. So and then of course we've got Schalke midweek the following week. So there is a bit of a break from the league. But you, you wanted Nick to talk a bit about the run in. Is that something you've got? Uh, you brought some stats or something. You're, you're without Stato here tonight. You're, you're our Stato man. So yeah, I just had a quick look at. You're not going to what mention games, the Red Scouse bastards, what are you? What games we've got left and what games you? other teams have got left. And obviously the other one that's important to the Red Scouse bastards. But I, other than that, I won't mention them other Good. than to, to tell you what games we've got left. Yeah. But our running, we've got 11 games. We've got two against what you call the big six, four against mid-table teams and four against struggling teams and one against a doomed team. <laughs> So a mid-table team is 30 to 40 points, which are probably, you know, they're basically, they're not going up anywhere and they're not going down anywhere. The strugglers are 20 to 30 and they're all in the mix for, for relegation. And Thank, thanks for explaining that to us. That's uh, good. That's uh, really helpful. Uh, 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 and the top six, just remind us what's the top six. What does that mean? Uh, uh, um, and Fulham and Huddersfield <laughs> are doomed. All right. Liverpool have got four oh, games. Oh, Nick. Claxon. You've let us down. Annoy you. Red Scouts oh, dear me. So we've got Two What's games the against the big six. They've got four. We've got four against mid-table doing nothings. They've only got two. And then we've both got four against strugglers and they've got two against the uh, the Doom teams. It's a very, very even run-in, which uh, for us, it's probably slightly easier for us, but it depends on how far we get in the Cups because it's all going to come down to when we get rearranged games, if we're still in the Champions League and then we're still in the... FA Cup. Well, you've disappointed me with your references there. Um, so the forfeit is uh, our engineer Leon, as you, uh, anybody who knows Leon, con- constantly eats during the recording. He's brought no food with him. So your forfeit will be to go out, buy Leon whatever snacks he needs, and bring them back for him. Is that is that a good idea, Leon? <laughs> so he's laughing. Uh, yeah, sorry if you don't you don't know Leon, but he's a good lad and uh, he eats. The whole, that's, your, that's your forfeit. You need to buy him. He likes nuts and crisps and sandwiches and okay. all that stuff. Good Next man. Time I'm on. Good man. Um, let's uh, let's look forward then. Two thousand and twenty. <laughs> but can, can I just? You make can a say point whatever as long as you don't mention the other people. I'm not going to because I'm frightened of the forfeit. Yeah. Um, I would have thought that given the teams we've lost to this season, not make any difference. That um, I'd rather be playing the top six over and over again um, than than be playing anyone beneath that because we we have we've lost to we've lost to at least one team who is in danger of relegation, probably two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two with of the, them I, who are still in the mix for relegation. With and the greatest so respect, I, it means nothing. We just got to win every game. I'm not saying it doesn't mean anything. I think it's yeah. perfectly reasonable to say it means nothing. I think yeah. the only thing you can do is compare one against the other and say actually they're fairly, you know. No, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Uh, fairly even. So let's really. talk about the cup then. And I mean, Newport, they must be rubbing their hands to the mighty Man City coming to town uh, on their beautiful pitch and their wonderful ground. Listen, good luck to them. They, they, they've, they've earned that, That's haven't amazing. they? And uh, yeah. the sort of. So bearing in mind, we've got the European game away at Schalke a few days later, um, and then a cup final <laughs> the week after that. Yeah. Uh, what, what's Pep going to do? Who's going to play? Is, is that kind of the? Is it the Delfs are coming back in and Danilo and 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 the reserve keeper? Uh, is it or, or will he actually keep a few of the stars there as well? He's going to have to keep some of the stars there. I think that probably someone like Delph, assuming he's not injured, will probably play. It probably he'll probably be able to deal with that kind of pitch better than a lot of the 
other players. I wouldn't play De Bruyne, for example. Yeah. That's not going to help him get back to full fitness. Um, yeah, I mean, my main concern will be the likelihood of people picking up injuries and also how well they adapt to it. So... Haven't we got that? What's his name? That eighteen-year-old kid from Stockport. I can't remember his name now. But <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Um, Stockport, Iniesta. Iniesta. Yeah, that's right. Iniesta, Stockport, might, or something. He might get a game. Yeah, he's not been there. He's, he's he, not been oh, in the not in the squad. squad no, he wasn't the on the bench. Was he? No, no, you'd like to see him starting Foden. Yeah, yeah. sure. And uh, we just got to keep progressing, haven't we? And and, and keep winning. Does, it can't. Does, we, that, does that go to extra time? If if it's there's no re, is there a replay? I actually don't. That would be the scariest. Yeah, we, we don't need that. But we don't at the same time. I don't really want to. You know, the, the thing is, I think because I think the clearly we are the better team, but the pitch. I'm not saying it'll be a complete leveler, but it will. It 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 changes things a little. So, I think we we need to be we we need to be careful. We need to whoever goes out there needs to treat Newport with respect. And that's a simple. And that, listen, they'll be up for it. They're, yeah, you know, it's a small ground. They crowd all the things you expect. But we've got to go there and, and win and win big and and uh, get ourselves injury free, as you say, and set yeah. ourselves up for Schalke. We'll be back actually next week before the Schalke game, so we'll be reviewing um, the the cup game and we'll be looking forward to Schalke next week. We've had the most ridiculous run of cup draws this season <laughs> we have in history possibly I mean, some considering how bad it was for the, the last few seasons we're in the league cup final and we're you know almost in the quarter final of the FA Cup and the best team we've played is Leicester I think isn't it probably in the league cup you're right yeah. no, we've had, we've had, it's, it's made, and to be fair it's made a change the other teams in the cup left in the FA Cup this season you know, yeah. Chelsea playing Man United it's, 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 it's a wasteland it is listen as you said, Nick, quite rightly, 6-0 victory against Chelsea is just a fantastic thing to celebrate with some fantastic performances. We look forward to uh, an FA Cup, hopefully quarter-final draw after this weekend, uh, and we've still got Europe to come and a cup final. So it's looking good for the Blues, and you only mentioned the Red Bastards once, so uh, well done. And, and Leon's got a smile on his face. He's looking forward to his snacks enormously. Um, there was a bit of upset, finally, uh, at the Etihad, because at the end of the game, um, City played a certain song that Chelsea normally play and uh, the Suits had to apologise, which is uh, a bit of a nonsense, isn't it? In a bit, I thought it was brilliant. Did they have to apologise? Yeah. I, did not well, I don't know, know if they had to, but I believe they have. So uh, that made me smile. And I think before or after I say thank you to my two guests, I think there is indeed only one way to finish this week's show. So I'm going to say a huge thank you to my two guests, to Nick Goldstone and to Lisa Rabinovitz, this is Nigel Rothband saying thanks for listening and we'll talk to you all very soon. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.